Hello and welcome to episode 92 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, here as always, and uh, with me today, once again, co-host, potentially co-host nah. of the year. Oh, you're taking the title. Yeah. Anyway, say, Brandon, say hello to the people. 2020, 2021's my year. Jay, what's up? Uh, nothing much, man. Um, you know, people, obviously, you're listening to this podcast. Hey, you're hyped today. If you can, I uh, like the energy. I am, I am. Uh, if you can, you know, listen, like, share, rate, review this podcast on any uh, any apps or websites that allow that, uh, we would appreciate it. Uh, if you could go back and listen to old episodes if you haven't listened to them yet, uh, and just spread the word. You know, we're just trying to we're just trying to cure paralysis over here. Find find a cure, but. Uh, Brandon, we we have a we might need to cut this one short, man, because I did an interview with with a guy named Taylor Nichols, who is legit inspirational guy, former motocross um, athlete. He just yeah, it, it we went we went long, man. We're about an hour on this interview. So, um, but how's everything going? Let's do a quick check in. Like, how are you doing? Oh, you're just you know, I just get to just be on this podcast for a few moments today. Hey, man. I mean, we, yeah, we'll give the people what they want, but I don't, I don't know. We'll give the people what they want, but uh, I'm fine, man. Everything's good, and uh, uh, you know, we just want to get this podcast going, and we can jump right into it, Jay. We don't need me here. Well, I did. Uh, I don't know why you even called me up. Man. Anyway, I uh, <laughs> do you have something cool to tell me, or yeah, well, we you just I want found, me to ramble uh, about bullshit. <laughs> I found a, a pretty interesting study, Brandon, out of the National Institute of Health, National Institutes of Health, the NIH, um, the NIH also known as yes, sir, Doctor Ilias Singek. I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, or it might be a woman. I'm not even sure. They have found a small molecule cocktail to improve the stem cell survival and reduce stress on stem cells after they're injected into your body. And so they think that with this cocktail, like in conjunction with some other therapies, that they can can do a lot more with with like the pluripotent stem sure. cells, or oh, which yeah. are the ones that Take are... Take it back, man. Yeah, which are the ones that, you know... So that, it's basically like supercharging those pluripotent cells? Right. And, well, and that... The other thing is that the pluripotent stem cells are the ones that they can That's uh, PEDs without, for pluripotents? Well, they're able to derive those from um, your skin cells, I believe, or the something like that. pluripotent cells? Uh, yeah, they're, 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 they don't come from... They're not embryonic stem cells, so it's not like there's no controversy with them. They're able to like they're very susceptible to you know outside forces so they need something to like keep them stress free and and yeah. from you know i guess expiring or turn you know dying yeah well off. as uh as this pandemic starts to loosen jay and you know um researchers are able to get back in the labs mm-hmm. um i think we'll probably start seeing some more momentum picking up in more studies i mean because it seems like for the last year and a couple months at least i mean it's been really almost brought to it's really yeah it's definitely picking back up mm-hmm. i can tell by you know just the, the articles that i see on a daily basis so something's um, gonna give yeah unfortunately that yale study that i had i had checked you know d- done a little uh a little 
post, you know, I don't know if I did a post about it, but we, we talked, we discussed it briefly on the podcast and I had reached out to the, the doctors. I got, got the email back from, from like the C team doctor. It was just like, ah, oh, yeah, we're not ready to do any interviews. Sorry. So, oh, well, uh, at least know. they, at least they acknowledged the, the podcast existed. Yeah. That was, uh, that wow, was we're nice. on the radar, bro. Yeah. I, I Just like hit it, us man. up when you're ready. Yep. Exactly. Um, if, when you're ready to put out the PR wire, mm-hmm. yeah, we're here, <laughs> we'll, we'll do the interview and we'll get it out to the people. We absolutely, we will. give the people what they want. Only, only what they want. So, so uh, Jay, you're, uh, you're making a bold move today. I am, man. I am. I'm going to a sporting event. It's going to be held out. It's an outdoor sporting event, baseball game mm-hmm. for the Seattle Mariners. I don't. Tell me though, real quick. Why I am I even still a fan of the Seattle Mariners? I don't question. What's the, you're you're sorry, son of a bitch. That's why. But um, <laughs> let's let's talk about though, like how you're feeling mentally, man. Because I remember on the last podcast we were kind of talking about, you know, how the um, you know how we got into masks, or maybe we talked about that outside the podcast. Did yeah, we? I'm not sure. Um, we we po- how, we've been podcasting since 1993. So yeah, facts. And so I was just wondering. You know, I was reading some other articles on how basically, um, you know, people just have anxiety now because of you know the news cycle and obviously having a worldwide pandemic and meanwhile there are parts of the world man where people are dying very quickly still especially right. in india um, brazil is pretty bad too i think yeah and we're just fortunate to have this vaccine going around and it's, it's making progress um how are you feeling though mentally about it about like going to to a, a yeah, man. How about yeah, going I'm, out in public, man? Without, I'm, you I know, know you're, gonna, I'm gonna you're wear, probably going to still wear your mask. I'm going to wear a mask. I mean, other than, you know, I, other than when I'm like drinking water or something, because I don't, I don't drink alcohol anymore. Did I tell you that, B? What? Yeah, man. I stopped. Hey, man. Sober yeah. gang over here. Yeah, we're we're cannabis only now. Yeah, in this house straight only. edible though. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I just I feel like every time I drink alcohol. Anyway, I, I don't. What even know you get I, red? I know. Like I just, a little bitch. No, what? I just don't. <laughs> I just feel like shit I'm afterwards, joking, man. man. Every time. So like, even if I have like one drink, it just like doesn't. It's not yeah. good for you, man. It's poison. So I'm, I'm off the sauce. Uh, so <laughs> you're having no beers so at the have ballpark beers, today. No beers at the ballpark. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll check it out, man. And uh, yeah, I feel like it, they're only. Allowing, Are you worried? They're only allowing nine thousand people in the stadium. Maybe a few more now because I think they have some sections that are. Uh, if you're vaccinated and you bring your card, then you can sit there. So, so you can sit in un um, whatever social non socially distant sections. I don't know if I would even even having my vaccine. I don't know if I want to sit like right next to thousands of other people. You know what I mean? But you don't think so? I, I think I'm in a in a socially distanced section because I got my tickets a few weeks ago. Gotcha. So. so you still do have a little bit of I'm a little bit a little man. bit of caution. I mean the the vaccine's not a hundred percent, and you're you know it's like the one you got's in the '90s, man. It's true, but and I mean like the rate of death is like less than one percent so i mean you're talking like i'm pretty sure my injury was they probably thought i was about 90 percent gonna die so and i lived oh yeah bro. so i mean who knows i don't want to 
I want to yeah. get the that that ten percent. Like, who knows what might happen? You think you already won the lottery, man? I did. I guess so. <laughs> I did, man. I'm living and breathing. Yeah. So. No, but uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna be like going and hanging out. You You're know, not gonna go crowd. lick some doorknobs or something. No, I'm not gonna like move in on. Uh, try to sit next to as many people as I can or anything. I'm gonna yeah. just chill. Try to be uh, just in our well, little got, area. Are you gonna get some? You guys gonna get some food? I mean, probably not. We're going with uh, with health conscious Kai. Oh yeah, that's so true. It's For gonna be F-O- probably FOP. I'm gonna eat dinner before I go, bro. And uh, F-O-P probably no snacks. Kaizen. Bickle's <laughs> gonna go with you. Crypto Kai, aka Crypto Scarface. <laughs> anyway, we love you, Kai. I know you're not listening to this, yeah. but um, only we'll, if you're on it, you'd be yeah. listening. <laughs> Uh, well, let's get to uh, Taylor, man. I, I, he has a this guy has an amazing story. He went through a lot um, just to just to get back from where he was in. He, he was injured, like you know, a few states away from his home, and and uh, was able to you know it took him a couple months to get back, Brandon, after his injury. So it's a wild story. Um, you know, he's doing a lot of really cool things now um, on social media, Clubhouse specifically. He's really building a, a community uh, for the for spinal cord injury, you know, patients. Their you know spinal cord injury. Um, for he wants to do it for the whole community, for you know family members, for caregivers, for for people that actually have a spinal cord injury. So he's doing a lot of cool stuff, man. And yeah, we're gonna get to him right now, and we will talk to you on the other side. This week on the Live to Walk Again podcast, we are lucky enough to be joined by Taylor Nichols. Uh, Taylor's a former motocross athlete. He's a TTM lifestyle ambassador and a spinal cord injury survivor. Taylor, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing? Hey, what's up, man? I'm doing well. I, I appreciate you having me on here. It's great to be on here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, no worries, man. I'm glad we were able to uh, to link up and make this happen. Uh you know, I wanted to, so for anybody, I, I was able to watch a couple of videos, I guess, about you and your story, but for anybody that doesn't know how you were injured, can you tell us that story and kind of where, where that all happened and when? Yeah, man. Um, so I was actually, uh, like you said, I'm a former motocross athlete. I was um, racing professional arena cross and, you know, trying to, uh, get my pro card to race supercross um you know that's been a lifelong dream of mine and you know i've raced you know all my life pretty much or i've i've rode all my life and i i started racing about 12 years old um but yeah i was up you know traveling on the arena cross circuit and you know there was a roundup in missouri and uh, i just you know i was fighting you know bite struggles you know the whole you know night and you know i just kept wanting to continue with it because obviously, you know, I'm the competitor in me want to just continue to strive with it. And so I just had a little get off, man. Um, you know, it's crazy because I've, I've had, you know, huge crashes where, you know, I've been way up in the air or whatever. And, um, and, you know, to me, this one was just like a, a simple get off, but the way I landed on my back, you know, um, it was like the, the, the perfect wrong way, you know, it was like, I, uh, I broke my T7, eight vertebrae. Um, and what happened was, you know, the bones went into the spinal cord. Um, you know, so my spinal cord's not severed or anything like that. 
you know, it's not cut in half, but you know, the bones went into it just enough uh, to disrupt the signal, you know, from, from my brain to my legs and, you know, to cause that disruption. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's crazy, you know, how it works because, you know, you, you know, the risk in the sport and, uh, you know, I've seen, you know, people around me get, you know, hurt and, you know, some even, you know, pass away from the sport, but you never think it's going to happen to you. You know, it's like, you know, it's something that you love to do and you're passionate about it, but just it, it, sometimes that just happens. And, and that's kind of what happened. It was just, like I say, a simple get off, but that's kind of how it works sometimes. Yeah, I know we had uh, Jess, and I know me and you have talked about this outside of the, the podcast here, but um, we had Jesse Nelson on. He had kind of a similar, you know, I mean, he was a, a pro motocross guy and, and he just hit a hit a divot or something wrong like that he had done a million times. And and yeah, same same situation. It's crazy. You know, it's just crazy how like precious your your you know your body is your life is like just to, to for something so simple that you've done like a, a hundred times thousand times whatever that you know you can with a one time it goes wrong like it can everything can change yeah and and I've kept up with Jesse I mean even way before you know he become injured I've always been a fan of Jesse's you know I've, I've watched him you know race uh you know here a lot in Texas you know when he was an amateur and all of that um, and hit, you know, like you said, it was just, his was in a corner mine, you know, I was going through the whoops and like, you know, I was struggling, like I said, with bike set up in my front end, just kept nose diving over all the jumps. And, um, you know, I would come off the face and, you know, I was fighting to pull up the front end everywhere and, you know, through the whoops, it was just, you know, the front end was hammering, hammering down each time. And, uh, you know, at that point I probably should have, you know, said, Hey, it's, it's a, let's call it a night. But like I said, we'd already went up to Missouri and, you know, the, the competitor to me just wanted to get out there and, and go because I knew I had the speed and, and, and it's just, you know, absolutely mind blowing that, you know, a simple get off like that, you know, that, like you said, that we do hundreds of times and, and something that changes, changes your life forever happens. And it, it's, it's terrible, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. I wanted to know also, so where, so you were injured in Missouri. You're from Texas. Like, were you able to, I mean, did they have to get you right into like surgery then in Missouri? Like how did that all work for you? Man. So that, that, that's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, I am from Texas, uh, just outside of Fort Worth and Bur from Burleson, Texas. Um, and yeah, we were up in Lebanon, Missouri. Um, and you know, when it happened, I guess some bad weather had rolled, you know, rolled in and, and uh, they weren't able to care flat or anything like that. Um, so I had to go by ambulance and, you know, when it, when it happened, I mean, I, it knocked me out. I was laying there, you know, lifeless in the dirt for, for several minutes. I don't even remember none of that. You know, the only reason why I do uh, remember that is just from being told from family and, and, and they, they got a video of my crash actually. Um, so, you know, I was laying there and, you know, I don't remember waking up until I was in the ambulance and, you know, they're all asking me, oh, can you feel your legs? And I'm like, uh, what's crazy is um, in the ambulance, they said that I moved my legs a little bit. And that's what's crazy because, you know, I went to, um, you know, a local hospital there and, you know, I'm not sure how well they are at, you know, these type of injuries. I mean, these are, you know, spinal cord injuries 
serious. So, um, yeah, I went, you know, went to a hospital there. Um, I just, I feel like, you know, the nurses and everything there were great, but man, I, I, I wish I could have went to somewhere that specializes and, and, you know, on spinal cord injuries and stuff, because, um, I didn't really like, you know, what I was being told by the doctor to begin with, you know, it was just like, he kind of wrote me off from the beginning, it felt like. So then, you know, I go into it thinking, um, well, I think about that now. I don't really kind of remember, recall then, but it's like, you know, like if he wasn't the best or, or not even the best, but if he didn't have a no lot of knowledge in that, you know, particular department or, uh, or whatever, you know, um, if I could have seen somebody that specializes in that, you know, where I could be now um, or, you know, what could have happened because, man, I mean, they, uh, for my surgery, I mean, I'm fused pretty, pretty, I'm like T, uh, fused from T4 to L1. So that's a big amount, you know? So that's a lot of hardware in your back. Um, and fortunately I haven't had any issues with it, but it's like, was that really necessary? So that's kind of uh, another thing that would be great if we could like um, somehow get a resource together that if, you know, if these type of injuries happen, that it's like, we can get transferred to the to the best facility, you know, around that specializes in, you know, spinal cord injuries or neurological or something that, that might change your life forever instead of just like some random, you know, trauma hospital or whatever. Um, but yeah, when we were in Missouri, man, I was actually, <laughs> I was stuck there for two months. Um, and cause I couldn't get into a, a physical therapy or inpatient rehab down here in Texas. And my family was stuck up there. They were having to rent hotels and stay up there. And, um, you know, thankfully, like I had met friends through the sport. And honestly, I met a, a good friend of mine now that night that, I mean, he like took my family in and like would brought them food and everything. And, you know, I'm just blessed for, for people like him because like I, you know, I had friends that friends with before that didn't even do half the stuff that he's done, but, you know, he was right behind me when I crashed and, it touched him a little bit, you know, seeing the crash and seeing what happened. I mean, he even dedicated his winnings from the whole weekend, you know, to me and my family. So that helped, but, you know, obviously we're stuck states away and we were up there for two months. I, I didn't even know how I was going to get home, you know, whether by air flight or ambulance or, or what. And at that point, I didn't know anything and, and none of us do before we're injured or, or whatever. We don't know anything about the injury or, or what comes to it or, or what to do next. And so we were just kind of left there with, you know, not knowing what to do. So, I mean, we were researching online. My family was doing what, you know, all kinds of, you know, Googling and trying to reach out to, you know, I had family back here in Texas trying to get a, get me into the local, the best rehab facility here in, uh, in my area here in Texas. And, Fortunately, you know, I was able to get some resources figured out and get some help, but ultimately um, I, I got accepted into that uh, rehab down here, but it was like, how are we going to get back home? Because like, uh, I just went through tremendous amount of trauma, you know, and like, shouldn't be riding in a car, that's for sure. But at the point it was like, I need, I can't just lay there forever. I need to get some physical therapy because, you know, there in hospital, in the hospital, you get barely any if they make it to your room that day or or whether it's like 30 minutes or something you know but it's not intense or, or anything like that so so uh, so when you were in Missouri like there was no physical therapy at all for two months you were just or like man, just whatever they came and did in your room 
yeah, it was like, come in and, oh, let's help you sit up, get you set up in bed. And, you know, it was my like little stuff, but I mean, I'm the type that before, you know, I'm, I'm an athlete by nature. I was, I would always work out hard. You know, uh, I felt like I was pretty fit. So I wanted to get going and, and try to get up on my feet as quick as possible. But yeah, I was stuck there for two months. And, and finally me and my family was like, screw it. We, we, they loaded me up and we did make the haul back to Texas. And at that point, man, there's so much that comes with the injury. Like I said, you know, I'd already there in uh, the initial hospital stay, I'd already developed a pressure sore, you know, it was like, so I didn't even know, like before I, you know, I got that before even, I even know what to do. So on the way from the hospital or on the drive, you know, I was constantly having a turn. We were having to stop. It was just, it took so long to get home, but that was the only choice we had because I had to get started. I had to get up on my feet, at least try to make that transition. Right, man. That's, that's crazy. Like the, the similarities, man, between your and, and Jesse Nelson's injuries and, and like being with, with like the bad weather and like going to like a little hospital, like kind of in the middle of nowhere and maybe not getting the best immediate reaction from, from med- or medical attention. You know, it's, yeah, it, it, that, that's, uh, that's tragic, man, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so what's crazy is like with the pressure sore, I fought that for ever. I mean, like, I mean, I'm still fighting it. Like I, I got it gone like a year um, or I had it a year, battled it for a year to begin with. I had to have surgery, you know, and um, like I said, that was another, re- you know, thing that we had to research on because we didn't know anything about it. And they, you know, some of the nurses, there was certain staff that were, were helping me do it. And finally, after I'd already got it, you know, it became an urgent thing then, but then at that point, it's already too late, you know, I have it. So like I said, when I initially, uh, I was hurt and had the pressure, so I battled it for a year and I finally got rid of it, man. And at that point, I'm able to kind of work harder and do more things and have a, a normal life. But I had it gone for a year and a half. Well, last Christmas, I, Christmas night, um, after kind of COVID went away or not went away, but, you know, kind of calmed down a little bit and I was able to get back into physical therapy. You know, I, I started back a little bit, but now like I've been dealing with it again, you know, and I'm finally getting rid of it, you know, and I'm, I'm back to on the verge of healing, but it's like with my skin and how, unfortunately, how white and pale, pale skin I am and where it's at, I'm always going to have to deal with it now. And it's like, that could have been prevented. You know what I mean? So going to a, a specialized hospital where they know all that would have helped tremendously. And like I said, who knows whether I could have had a better surgeon or whatever. And then, you know, I wouldn't have to deal with all this, these setbacks due to the, the pressure sore. Cause I yeah. mean, it sucks. I get going, I get momentum and then boom, you know, like something like a, a pressure sore, you know, sets you back. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah, that that's terrible, man. That's terrible. Well, how did uh, things kind of change for you, I guess, once you were able to get down to Texas and in, into the rehab uh, hospital and start doing, you know, working your way back? Yeah, so um, that's funny. You kind of reminded me of something. But, uh, you know, when I got down here, um, obviously, I'm like ready to work and um, get started on, you know, I want back up on my feet, you know, as we, you know, all do that gets injured and um, but I came, um, home in a neck brace because I mean, I, initially I got a TBI, uh, a mild TBI and, you know, I was in a, 
a neck brace because they had thought that there was like a chip in um, one of my C vertebrae. Um, what's crazy is like, I, I came all the way to Texas and like, I actually uh, began Baylor here in uh, Dallas thinking this whole time that I had, you know, something wrong in my neck as well. Um, well, you know, they eventually, uh, I seen a doctor down here and they went over all um, the paperwork and all the x-rays and MRIs and such. And in the notes, it said I didn't have it. The conclusion was I didn't have anything wrong. So here I was in a neck brace for three months and I didn't even need to be, you know, so it's like that was a whole nother thing of going back to a specialized hospital. But yeah, I mean, once I got here and got up, I mean, it was like, I mean, it's like I said, life changing. I mean, you have to learn how to do everything all over again, whether, you know, it's getting up out of bed and going to the bathroom and bowel and bat bladder program is just a whole nother story, you know? And um, so learning how to do that and um, put my clothes on and, and, you know, that was all initially for the OT. I was an OT, PT and uh, actually speech therapy because like I said, I had that TBI. So um, they were running me through speech therapy, which I felt like I didn't need, but some of the signs were showing that I, I, I needed it because my memory wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't memorizing things as such, but the tests that I was doing were crazy. I don't even think, uh, you know, I could do that before. <laughs> it was like, you know, you can't one, two, three, but you have to say like, you know, apple pizza or whatever at the same time. And then five minutes later, go back and, you know, remember all that. 15 numbers with like 15 different random words. So it's like tests are kind of, kind of hard, but I eventually made it past the speech therapy and graduated or whatever through that. And then it was focused on all OT and PT. And, you know, once I got through the OT, OT stuff, learning how to dress yourself and the, the bathroom routines go, uh, getting down like that, then it was like mainly focused on building up my strength back and really trying to get these legs working and standing up and learning how to get up on quadruped on all fours. And, you know, we worked a lot of stuff right off the bat, but it was just, it was completely different. You know, like I said, I, I had, I mean, a background in working out, you know, training and staying fit before, before obviously for being a, a motocross athlete, you got to be in shape. I mean, your heart rate's at 180 the whole race pretty much. So it's arguably, you know, one of the uh, most physically demanding sports there is. So you got to be in shape, but after losing your core and your balance and all of that, I mean, it's, it's completely different. I mean, even lifting up a simple, uh, you know, five pound dumbbell or even two pound dumbbell was a challenge and, and like trying to hold it out in front. I mean, that's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, like, you know, I couldn't even lift a two pound dumbbell without wanting to uh, do a face plant. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was going to ask from your perspective and being, you know, a professional athlete, your, how does the, the workout going through rehab after a spinal cord injury compare to the workouts you were doing, you know, working out just to, to be in motocross? Man, I'll tell you, like I said, I, I, I felt like I was pretty fit. Um, I, I was down here. I was sponsored by a, a badass gym. You know, uh, I had a badass trainer um, that had me on a, a proper nutrition diet. Um, so I felt like I was pretty in shape and I would do all kinds of crazy workouts and all this, but I'll tell you what, 
going through this and like the physical therapy is there's nothing that compares because not only is it physically demanding and hard and, you know, trying to uh, get stuff to work, but it's, I think more mentally draining because not, you know, not only are you physically, physically trying to move your leg and, and, and do a sit to stand or, or get up and engage, you know, different stuff, but you're, you're, I'm mentally visualizing it, you know, squeezing my, my, my glutes and engaging my quads as I go to stand up. So it's like every little muscle group you have to think about while you're trying to do it physically, rather than before, you know, when you're able-bodied or, or however you want to say it, you don't even have to think about that stuff. It's like second nature. So it's way, I mean, there's nothing, I can't even compare it because it's just, it's mentally and physically exhausting and people don't really, I mean, understand that, but thankfully, I mean, I continue to, to have pretty good progress. It's slow. It's been a lot slower than I've wanted. I'm not nowhere near where I want to be, but I'm blessed to continue to see progress because a lot of people don't. And I'm, you know, a little bit over three years out and I continue to make gains. And, and that's, um, that, that's a blessing in the sky, honestly. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. That's great that you're still having, uh, having gains. For sure. You, you know, Taylor, I was wondering, I, I ask this of everybody that gets injured on camera, essentially. I guess you said there was a video of yours. I don't know what it would be like to see like the car accident I got in. But, you know, what? how, how was that like w- watching your your accident? And like, how long did it take you to, to finally be able to watch that? Man, I'll tell you what, I... I don't really, really remember how long it took me, but I didn't ro- watch it right away. Um, and I will tell you this, I don't even have it saved on my phone. I mean, I've watched it several times, but, um, you know, my family has it on their phones and stuff like that, but I don't have it on my phone. Um, you know, I've seen what happened. I know what happened. Um, to be honest, I think it was more of a mechanical error. Like that had something, had some play in it. So it kind of pisses me off at the same time because I do have a little regret just by, I say a little regret, not because I did the sport and was doing all that and knowing how dangerous it was, but because I knew that night, it it probably wasn't the best night to be racing just just because everything wasn't how I wanted it to be. So I I don't keep it on my phone just just for that reason, because it kind of does make me mad. the company that did my suspension and all that, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's too bad, man, for sure. Um, yeah. I was gonna, gonna ask you too. I think I saw a week or two ago on, on like maybe an Instagram story or something you were selling, uh, you made, made a post about selling like your last bike that you had before, before your accident. Um, you know, what, I guess, what was that like for you? Was that pretty, that must have been pretty hard, man. Cause I, you know, I, I mean, I'm like 22 years post injury and I still feel like, you know, shit tomorrow I might be able to walk again. I, you know, you never know like when they're going to be able to have like you know, Elon Musk make us into cyborgs or something, bro. But you know, what, what was that like? I mean, cause that, that's like giving up, you know, a piece of your past and. Yeah. Uh, I mean, man, it, it was hard. I, I had three bikes when I got hurt and, um, the thing about motocross is it's an expensive sport um, and you'll never get your money back for, I mean, even not even a half, probably not even a third, you know, you never get anywhere close to what, what you've invested into it. And that's fine. But 
to me is I, it, it bothered me that they were just sitting here and going to waste because I know the older that they got, that they were going to be pretty much not useless, but outdated. And so I, I had sold one and, you know, later on I sold another one. Um, and I was kind of hanging on to the one that I got injured on because obviously that has the most value to me. You know, I don't really think you could put a price on it, but um, like I said, it just came down to just, I want to see, I want to see them being put to use because um, I don't want them to just be collecting dust. And, and like you said, I, it's not the, the point, the fact that I may, may not wake up tomorrow and walk because I believe that every day, like you said, whether it's technology or, or uh, just by continue seeing the progress because um, I do continue to see it. And, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, the pressure store at Christmas. I, I mean, I took four months off of PT and I, I mean, I was on bed rest. And honestly, this is the first time I've actually spoken about that. I mean, not a lot of people know about that. So, um, you know, I'm kind of learning to be a little bit more vulnerable with this because that, that's what it's going to take to educate people, right? So I was on bed rest for four months here recently. I just just started back at PT and I'm like, I can all tell I've lost a little bit of like muscle mass because uh, for a while, you know, I was keeping that, keeping it on and pretty good for, for, for spinal cord injury and all that. But I, I noticed I did lose a little bit of my leg. So I was really worried about getting back to it. Um, but my body's... Like, I, I mean, my core and my legs are working better now. It's like, I don't know if I needed a four month break. I mean, I don't think I did, but I mean, so it's like, like you said, we don't know, uh, we could wake up tomorrow and it, it start working. So, um, if it comes down to that and I do want to eventually get on one and, and set up, you know, I see a bunch of people, um, or not a bunch, but there's a few guys out there that have like cages, around the legs on their bike. And I would love to get out there and, and play around, but I don't think I would ever take it as serious as I was, or, you know, as competitive as it was, because, um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I don't regret it, but I, I do kind of regret taking it so serious because I, at times being a pro and racing for money, you kind of take the fun out of it because you just want to win, you know, and be the best and, and make the most money or whatever. But, um, so that might be the only thing I do regret is just the seriousness of it. But, um, if that, if that time comes or when that time comes, I'll buy a new one. Cause now my bikes, they were, they were kickstart. I would eventually have to get them switched over to electric start. Now they're all electric start and everything. So there's a lot more technology into the bikes now. So, um, that would be something that I would look into as that, but you know, there's a couple of other things that I'm kind of interested in, um, as far as racing or, or um, sporting goes and being competitive again so i think i would like to roll into a few different other things but the, the main thing is being side by sides and, and we spoke about jesse and i know he does that i mean that, he's such an inspiration you know obviously um but i mean for me that that's motocross was uh, expensive enough you know like i can't afford the side by side gig so it'd be great if i could you know maybe get some help uh you know later on down the road if i could get my feet into it or whatever and you try that, but, you know, I've also been focusing on trying to get into the adaptive sports too, and just get that, the competitiveness back, get that drive back in me, because uh, that's kind of what I struggle with. I, I want to go, you know, I, I'm ready to, to work as hard as I can. I'm ready to, to do yeah. whatever I can. I hear you, man. That competitive fire never dies. You still want yeah. to all, all things compete at everything, but um yeah. But yeah, you know, I wanted to, to like switching gears a little bit here, Taylor, I wanted to talk about 
you know, you're a super inspirational guy on, on social media and you have a pretty good presence across like all of the, the main, the main, uh, social medias. And you really, I, I found like I was going, going through a lot of it, kind of getting ready for this interview. And I, I just found that you, you talk a lot about like living life and, and really like, you know, going for it. Like I saw you parasailing and like doing, you know, water skiing and doing all kinds of cool stuff, man. Yeah. How long did it, I guess your, your, your attitude so great and, and just kind of motivational, like how long after, you know, your accident, did it take you to kind of be like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to do whatever I can. And just, you know, the, the sky's the limit really. Yeah, um, man, I'm not really sure how long, but I can tell you that I wasn't like this right off the bat. You know, I have met people that, you know, maybe were a little, um, as far as um, emotions and depression and stuff were a, a little bit worse off than me. Um, but, you know, there, there was times that I, I remember snapping at my family and, and, you know, when they're just trying to help me and, and you know, and just being frustrated because, you know, honestly, um, I felt like I was on, not really on top of the world, but like I was doing really great for myself. Just, I, I got a, a lifelong goal of becoming a homeowner just a year and a half or two before I got injured. So, you know, I was living on my own. I had a, a great career in the dental field and that, that was my main source of income, but I was also chasing my dream of, of racing professional uh, motocross and eventually hoping to get, <clears throat> get in the Cowboy Stadium and race Supercross. That was like my ultimate dream. So I was doing all of that and to have all that kind of stripped away from you and like all of a sudden not being able to do pretty much anything on your own at first, um, and needing all this different help. And I'm not the type of person that ever asked for help. I've been independent on my own since, you know, 18 years old. And um, so that was hard for me. That, I think that was what kind of got me the most. And, um, and then, you know, being frustrated of just sitting there focusing on like trying to get my toes and my feet and everything to move and them not moving. Um, but I will say, I think the reason why I am, or I was able and able, cause I mean, there is still bad days, you know, we all have them. And it's not always pretty. I mean, there's pretty much every day there's something, but um, I think um, being faced with adversity from birth um, and like being told that I couldn't do something from birth because I was actually born with the aortic valve uh, disorder, um, a heart condition, which, I mean, that's another thing a lot of people don't know about me because I never wanted to be judged off of it through school and all that. But um, yeah, I mean, I was always told I was like sudden death and high risk and I couldn't play sports and, and, and do this. And it's funny because 12, 13 years old, um, you know, it got to a point where my condition was kind of getting a little worse off. And, and, you know, my doctor's like, no, this is enough. Like, you're not like, you can't play baseball anymore. You're not going to ride dirt bikes. Like, this is enough. And I was like, you're not going to, you're not going to take me, take that away from me. I'd rather die doing what I love than, to tell me a young, you know, a kid, you know, about to be a teenager that you're never going to be able to be, you know, active and, and play sports. No, you're not. So we ultimately ended up doing like a, a new procedure of where they kind of went up and did what they called the balloon surgery and blew my aortic valve up. And they were like, man, this could, could last a day, a week, or at 25 years old, you might need open heart surgery. So being, you know, always being told that you couldn't do something and you can't do this or being faced with adversity is 
Um, what I, how I think I've been able to cope with this a little bit better because it's like, all right, this is just another, you know, add uh, more fuel to the fire. You know, it's like, all right, you're going to tell me this, or I'm going to prove you wrong. So it's like that. But not only that is I really think that it, it might've been, well, I don't think I'm, it might've been, I know it was God just telling me, Hey, you know, it might be time to slow down a little bit uh, in life. So maybe that's why my injury happened. And it's crazy to look at it like that, but you know, I, I kind of, you know, I honestly believe that. Um, and uh, so I would say, you know, being faced from that adversity um, from day one, um, that's kind of what's helped me pull, th- pull it, pull through this whole thing. Wow. it's amazing, man. Are you still dealing with any, any ramifications from that? Man, um, I get it checked um, periodically, but I've lucky, luckily enough, um, you know, everything's good um, as far as my heart goes and, I mean, who knows, one day I might need open heart surgery. I mean, and that's, you add that on top of a spinal cord injury. I mean, God, it's like, what? So crazy, man. I just, I try not to even think about that. You know, like, I, I just feel like, cause I've always dealt with it, you know, um, I try not to think about it, but obviously it still needs to be checked on and, and but everything's good as far as that goes. Um, but I think that's just why I am the way I am because I've always been told, no, you're not going to do this or you can't do this. And it's just like, well, all right, watch me. All right, let's see. I'm going to show you. Uh, that's a, that's, I mean, that's beautiful, man, that you're, you're able to like, really like, yeah, live life. Like, like there's no tomorrow. I mean, yeah, you know, you really, you're really doing it, man. It's that That's amazing. Yeah. But, uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna, you know, you, you, you said, live life to your fullest. And that, that is kind of like my motto because uh, touching back to being told that you can't do something and going through the spinal cord injury and the doctor telling me and that same doctor that I kind of didn't have already the best um, opinion about was like, oh, you're going to be living in an assisted facility the rest of your life. And, you know, you're never going to be able to do this and this and that. And, you know, I initially started out as not being able to feel for my nipples down, you know, and it, it was hard for me to even sit up on the side of the bed. So, so knowing that or being told that, and it kind of messes with your mind a little bit at the same time, it's like, oh my God. And, and that's what sucks is because people are told that and then they feed into that and they start believing that some people that might not have the mindset that I have. And, and that, and that's another thing that we've, we've got to stop doing as in the pro, uh, medical profession. Um, but yeah, I just want to, you know, as far as me doing like all the active stuff that I do, you know, I go to the gym and like you said, I, I wakeboard and um, parasail. I mean, I go axe throwing and, and top golf and bowling and all this stuff because I love to be outdoors for one and I've always been active. That's me. But I just want to show people that, hey, we can still do this. Like just because you're from a chair don't mean you can't do something. You might have to finagle it a little bit, you know, and, and just kind of uh, find different ways to do stuff. But it's, it's certainly doable. Um, we could still go out and live a happy, like joyful life. There's so much stuff that we can do. And, I, and it's like, I hear too much. It's like, well, I'm in a wheelchair. You know, I can't do this. This way. We'll find another way to do it. You know, let's, so that's kind of my MO on it. I want to show people like, Hey, like we can still do this. So let's go do it. You know, and I want to be able to help guide them do that. And if I can provide any tips or advice and, you know, I'm all for that. And, and not only for the disabled community, but the able-bodied community as well. It's like, my thing is like when someone was like, it's like running in a restaurant or someone, someone's running to the door and like trying to open it for me. And it's like, Hey man, you know, I got it. I appreciate the help, but it's like, 
if you saw me struggling, then come help me. But, and, and, you know, there is some people that might not have the, you know, the arm function and the hand function to be able to do that and, and, and appreciate that. But they, I'm just using that as an example because there is several different aspects in life uh, coming from a chair or dealing with the paralysis that, you know, even the able-bodied community is like, oh my God, can you do that? And, and you know, I want to educate them on, yeah, absolutely. We, we definitely can. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's very cool, man. Um, I wanted to talk for a second too, Taylor, about your uh, kind of your fitness journey because you're, you know, the, some of the videos you post, you're just a monster, man, working out. And uh, yeah, that's like another like aspect of being, you know, so inspirational, man. When did you, when did you really start deciding to like post that because I mean some people would be like oh man I'm you know I'm having to do it like a little bit altered or whatever because I'm because I can't move my legs so like maybe uh, you know it's I don't want to post it on social media or whatever because everybody wants everything to be so pretty and 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 proper on on social media but you're just like I'm putting this out here and check it out yeah I mean because I've always enjoyed like uh working out and um staying fit and like I said being active but um, when at first, um, it was hard for me to watch the videos and, and see the form that I was doing. And, and, you know, and I was scared to be judged in the fitness world that might not know the core situation that I have, you know, and, and so it was like, it may not always be pretty, but getting it done, but you know, now it's a lot prettier and I've, I've been able to perfect it a little bit more, but as far as like being able to go out and post about it, I, it just goes back to you know, just wanting to, to show the people, to show everyone, you know, like whether you're disabled or going through a traumatic situation or because everybody deals with different things differently, right? We all, we all have that different level. So I just want to show people like, get out there and still live, but do what the stuff that you love to do and, and, and being healthy and is still a, a huge part of living because if you just lay in bed all the time and, and deteriorate and, and that's when you start having more health issues and leading to pressure sores and, you know, not having a proper nutrition and, you know, not eating right. And that goes back to bowel and bat bladder and, you know, you can get different infections and, and dealing with this. So I just, I want to people, I want people to be healthy. I want, I want to change the world whether it's one person a day, one person at a time or, or whatever, however it might be. But I think uh, a happier, uh, joyful, healthier world is, is, is what I'm after. So that, that's my inspiration behind it and motivation behind it. No, I love it, man. I love it. Uh, I wanted to also talk about the kind of community that you're helping to build on Clubhouse. Because Clubhouse may, might be like everybody listening might not know, I guess, what exactly Clubhouse is because it's pretty yeah. new in the grand scheme of things. But that's that's where I actually met you for the first time um, a couple months ago now. And and yeah, I mean, talk about that. You're doing a lot for the for the spinal cord injury community on there and trying to build build a big, bigger community, I guess, from it. Yeah, man. So I, um, what's crazy is um, I kind of go back to, you know, life works in mysterious ways, because like I said, I, um, I was at a super high right before Christmas of last year, I just got my leg braces and was like, cool, we're getting up on my feet. We're starting to, you know, work, uh, working on walking and stuff, you know, and then boom, I, that pressure sore comes back and, and, you know, I, I, I get bedridden and, you know, I, I'm honestly was only supposed to be up 
for to use a bathroom and eat, you know. Um, and that's pretty much a little bit how it was. There was other certain um, obligations that I had to do um, and priorities that I needed to do. But other than that, I was pretty much in bed. And and uh, it's crazy because uh, I stumbled across Clubhouse and. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I download it and it's like, oh man, it's only invite only. But then, you know, my barber let me in. I was like, cool. He's already on, like, let's go. So, um, you know, there, I kind of was, you know, hopping in and out the rooms and, you know, and at that point it was like super early, you know, there wasn't a lot of people on and, and it's mainly, it was mainly a lot of successful, you know, people and, you know, business you know minded people and such of that and there wasn't really a you know there was a disabled community but not a spinal cord community you know and i did my research and there wasn't one out one so i'm like look you know going back to you know wanting to provide resources for people and um in the community whether it be about bowel and bladder you know how to work out or you know just advice or emotional support and not only that but i want to provide a space for you know caregivers family because you know, like I said, there was times that I wasn't treating my family, you know, as well as I should have been because, I mean, they're sitting here trying to help me, yet I'm kind of dealing with my own stuff, so I'm, you know, snapping at them, you know, so provides the support for, you know, us that live with the injury, the the caregivers, the family, or anybody that's interested in educate, you know, and it didn't have that on Clubhouse, and I I thought, what better way, because like you said, you know, and and not a lot of people want to post a video of themselves and get on camera or whatever, and that's the the cool thing about Clubhouse, it's it's just a, a drop-in audio, you know, it's just like you're talking on the phone. You don't know. Um, there's a picture of the person, but, and you can link your other social medias if you want to go do some research and on who they are, but ultimately you could just do a picture and, and, and you're just talking to people. So um, I wanted to make that community on there and I I call, you know, I, I did create it. I'm the founder of the, the Spinal Cord Injury Support uh, Club on Clubhouse. And it, it started off real slow. And um, and uh, it's actually starting, to, it's been growing quite a bit here in the last week, actually. But, um, and and it's open to anyone. And, and, and if anybody needs an invite, because you said, like you said, not, not a lot of people know about Clubhouse. You know, I have a, a lot of invites through, you know, that club and my personal. And, and I've actually, there at, at the same way I did the spinal cord injury, you know, support group, there was, you know, I searched motocross, you know, on there and, and did my research on there and there was nothing for it. So I created, I got a Moto X, I called it the Moto X club. Cause I want it to be not only for motocross and supercross, but anything, you know, like dirt bikes, whether it's freestyle or, or just trail riding or whatever. So I created that club and I really haven't, that one hasn't really taken off yet um, because I've been mainly focused on the spinal cord injury one. Um, but I'm looking here real quick to start getting that into you know, the motocross community because I know a lot of people there and they don't even know know about um, Clubhouse. But I just wanted to pr- provide that that resource that I didn't have uh, when I first um, have had the injury or, or uh, the emotional support because whether it's your family or some people live with their family or their caregivers or, or whatever, you get tired of being around the same people all the time or, or you might need a break from that person or you know, or just a different uh, point of view. So, so I want to, I want to create that and, and just have that emotional support for people and also educate. And that's my whole purpose behind that. And I, I'm the founder, but I, I want the members to be, feel comfortable to go in there and create rooms and create topics on, 
different things, you know, and, and like I said, whether it be about bowel and bladder or, or working out or, or, or whatever it might be. Uh, so, and that's the whole purpose behind that. No, that, that's amazing, man. Yeah. And I, I've been into a couple of the rooms with when you were in there and yeah, I mean, it, it's so nice to just have that kind of resource to be able to, to speak with other people that are e- either yeah family members or caregivers of, of people that w- are dealing with spinal cord injuries or just other people dealing with injury that can relate, you can relate to, you know, because. Yeah. And even like, you know, healthcare professionals, I've met a lot of OTs on there and, and physical therapists and even doctors, you know, it's crazy. But not only that, it's just getting that weight off your shoulder and talking to someone, I mean, and maybe releasing that anger or, or whatever emotion it might be really helps. I mean, it's, it's so important to do that, I, I feel like. And, you know, I even hold a, a, a mental health check-in on Mondays for, uh, just to check in on on the week and check in on on your health because I think it's super important to be able to 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 release that and have someone listen and 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 not be the same people that you may or may not even have because some people don't have that support within their real life or our local community so um, that's another whole you know another thing like even those people they need it the most because they don't have that so. I want to be, and I want other people to be, and we all have be a, a, a big community and provide that support um, for everyone, um, whether, you know, whatever aspect that you bring uh, to the table, you know, I think it's all valuable and we all can learn from, from one another, whether it be the disabled community or the able-bodied community, because, I mean, like we both mentioned earlier, I mean, you don't know anything about this prior to that. So I think it's very important for, for this to, to be to happen right right no a hundred percent man it, it's a uh, yeah I, I love what you're doing on there so well yeah and like like you had mentioned you know i'll have your social media links attached to the podcast so anybody can uh hit you up you can hit me up too to get a club i have a few clubhouse invitations still so yeah we'll, we'll get you on there if you need to be uh if you're interested um but yeah you know t- taylor what are your i guess like immediate plans for the future, like further down the road, like, like goals down the road. Um, I know you mentioned that you're, you, you get, you got some leg braces, like just before you had the flare up with your uh, pressure sore and you were able to, and I was actually going to ask you about um, some of the videos you had posted of you walking kind of at the, at the, um, the parallel bars or whatever. Yeah. You know, what, what's, how's things going with that? Like, what, what are your goals? What are your kind of uh, future plans here going forward? Yeah. So, and on the braces, man. Um, and that's another thing. It's like the level injury that I have, I mean, technically I'm not supposed to be able to use those braces because I need the trunk support. I need the core support, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to, or, um, on medical terms, you know, I, I need, what are they, are they're called like RGFOs or RGOs or something like that. They have like the trunk brace, like basically a back brace attached to the leg brace. And that, that was another thing when I went and like got fitted for these braces, they're like, man, I don't know, like these aren't going to work for you. Like, I'm like, dude, like if I need that core support and that trunk support, then I don't even want to do it. Uh, I want to be able to challenge my core and, and really dig into that. And I'll be honest at first, when I first got them, I was like, damn, they're right. I'm not going to be able to do this, but <laughs> I'm like, fuck that. You know, like, yeah. sorry. I didn't, no, I, you're good. <laughs> you know, it's like, 
but it's like, nah, I'm going to be able to do this. And, and it's crazy over time. Like it's built my strength and my hip flexors. And, and like I said, pr uh, prior to the, the flare up, um, I wasn't, I mean, I was in uh, body weight support harnesses. So it was taken off body weight support, or it was giving me body weight support, you know, taking some weight off me, you know, that way it was a little bit easier for me to advance stuff. And even then, you know, I wasn't even able to um, advance my legs like I am now. And I, I just, I'm super blessed to, to have the facility that I do here in Fort Worth, which is super close to me and, and, and be able to have that resource and go there and, and work in these braces and everything. But um, my, my goal in those is, is obviously, you know, to be able to get up in them as much as I can and, and, and to get out of the chair. And cause you know, the more that you're out of the chair, that that's obviously better for bone density and mu muscle atrophy and um, atrophy and, um, and for the pressure sores. So my goal is to get up in them and, and learn as much as I can. And I, even in the past two weeks, I, I've came a long ways. Like I can't even believe it myself. Um, like the hip hike and the leg advancement that I'm getting when, and the activation is just, is unbelievable really. Um, so um, my goal is just, uh, I, I think we're getting uh, a kind of a wider walker and we're gonna start trying to get out of the parallel bars and, and be able to uh, go for longer distances and, and just see where it goes and see where it takes us. And, you know, ultimately those aren't braces that you're gonna get, you know, get up and go walk to the movies or, or go stroll around the park in or whatever, you know, but it would be nice to, to be able to get up around the house and get off your butt and, you know, maybe even be able to cook dinner at some point in them or, or whatever it might be. So that's my goals for that. Um, and, and as far as other personal goals, I, I've, I'm enrolling in school. I'm, I'm going after a business and marketing degree. I think that might be uh, the best route for me. So um, I'm going to continue uh, doing the physical therapy. And obviously, you know, I tell everybody this, um, that's my main focus, you know, right now. And I'm going to do the schooling as that and, or along with that, but there's always going to, or there's going to be that point where physical therapy isn't the main focus. And, you know, you got to go branch away from that. And I'm always going to do it, uh, you know, whether it's a little bit a day and maybe not as much as I do now, but I'm always going to do it because I'm always wanting to work towards that goal of walking. I mean, that's all, all of our uh, big goals um, is to walk again. Um, so I'll always do that, but I know it's, there's going to be that transition period where that's not the main focus. And I still got to go after the career aspect and all that. Um, and I've really um, been diving into just uh, trying to get the educational videos and um, inspirational, you know, just trying to motivate people to get up and go. And I, it's crazy that even the people that aren't in the spinal cord injury, spinal cord community, you know, how much I've had feedback from them, just like, man, like I was bitching about going to work yesterday and here you are doing this. Like, I, and it's like, man, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Look, look at the things that you have and, and the things that we take for granted, because I would love to just not have to worry about the, the little stuff and, 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 and my worries be, oh, I got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, Right. So I want to really, I'm trying to get the YouTube going. I got the, the Will Living with Taylor Nichols kind of vlogging a little bit, um, just kind of sharing like the, you know, the educational stuff, but really getting the clubhouse taken or getting, um, getting that to take off a little bit and providing that support. But 
Um, and I've mentioned since I got hurt that I wanted to do a nonprofit for athletes, mainly in the motocross community, um, but for really any athlete that I want to provide, whether it be finances or just that, here we go again, the resources and that support for, for someone that may get injured and not have, and who's stuck in another state with their family for, for several months and not knowing what to do, but I want to have that all in one, one go, like a one-stop shop and create, I'm really about to start taking that, uh, getting that to take off and um, following through with that goal and getting that started. That way I'm, I am able to help other athletes and especially the younger generation. And, and it's crazy because it feels like ever since I got hurt and racing is I, I see it way too often now, like uh, people, whether it's all different injuries, I mean, but serious injuries and, you know, even, even some deaths. And it's like, man, like it, it happens too often for there not to be a resource out there. So I want to be a resource and an additional one because there are a few, but there's not a lot. I want to be another one that someone can go to and rely on. Um, so those are pretty much, uh, you know, my, my main goals right now. I, I feel like I'm forgetting one or two, but hey, those are good. Oh, that's good, man. That no, that that's really that's that's a noble cause, man, to be working towards. The you know the one last thing I usually try to ask everybody in our situation is, do you have you found? I know you've only been injured for a few years, but have you found anything kind of outside the box, like health wise, that like any supplements or like I don't know, like just anything you've found that has been helpful to you that might be a little bit outside the box that people might not know about? Um, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, these are some things that I believe in and I think that, I mean, they got to help some because I mean, I'm continuing to see progress and, you know, I hate that thing that they say, Oh, after the first year or whatever, you're not going to get anything back and bullshit. Yeah. Don't believe in that. And, and the whole like complete incomplete thing, Honestly, like I know medical terms that might make sense, but I don't believe in that because like I started out as a, com a complete or whatever. And then I got re-diagnosed just here. I mean, like, I mean, I think it was like a year or a year and a half afterwards that I was hurt and now I'm considered incomplete, but it's like, I don't believe in any of that. Um, but I would say uh, some of the supplements that I take is like lion's mane, um, you know, that's like a mushroom um, extract. And, you know, I take a pill form of that. Um, I've dipped around in like acupuncture and I felt like I did see a little bit of, you know, progress as far as bladder goes and stuff like that. And I have met others that with spinal cord injuries that they've, they've had a little success from acupuncture, but then there's also others that don't, because I mean, me and you could have the same injury, but we could present and it'd be totally different. And that's, that's the challenging thing about this injury is, right. you know, everyone's different, no matter if on paper, it might be the same injury as me. No one acts the same. So that, and then actually um, I had mentioned, you know, I, I, I'm grateful that I have this physical therapy facility here. It's uh, neurokinetics um, here in Fort Worth. Um, we're about to start doing um, hyperbaric oxygen therapy. So I'm going to oh, be doing man. that for, cool. for, for like an hour to kind of prime my body um, prior to going in uh, prior to going to uh, intense uh, PT, you know, to kind of, prime the body and get it, get it going and then go, uh, work out and bust my butt off and, and really see if, 
that helps with towards our goals because there's a little bit of research out there that it has proven to help, especially with the inflammation and all that, you know, and obviously there's benefits in other aspects, one being pressure sores. Um, it's kind of new and it's uh, kind of trial and error and you know, that I haven't started it yet, but that's here in the next few weeks, super soon. So I'm looking forward to that and seeing if I get any extra gains off that. So that, that would be amazing if, if, if it could help and, and more people are able to get the treatment. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'd love to, we'll have to talk again uh, after you try that and I'll report back to everybody on the podcast, how it worked out for you. Cause that, that sounds like a pretty cool, uh, cool thing to try out to yeah try to get more more uh more in on your workouts you know yeah yeah just just providing that extra blood flow and, and really priming your body and, and you know adding it as a tool before you really go start working real hard and everything like that and i've got into the um what is it the rewalk and is it i think that's called the exoskeleton or, or whatever and, yeah. and stuff like that and that's kind of like the braces that I have now. It's not like something that you're going to go walk to the movies or, or, or anything like that. But, and it had my, my, my interest in stem cells and known people that have gone to do the stem cells and, and stuff like that. But I've seen um, some positive results from it, but then I've also known people that came back and their nerve pain is worse and all of that. So to from what I've looked into it to, for it to be 40,000 a treatment um I want it to be for sure you know and like traveling overseas to go get it yeah. um so there's there's a lot of stuff out there but it's like we're kind of in a limbo like what's really going to work so hopefully in a few years we can work somebody working towards that um and and hopefully this hyperbarics is is one of the the tools that can get us there absolutely well, Taylor, man, thank you so much, bro. I, I can't, you know, I'm so happy we were able to do this and, uh, you know, get shine some light on, on what you're doing on, uh, especially on uh, Clubhouse there and, and just tell your story, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, bro. Thanks for having me. I look forward to hearing this, uh, this show post and I can't wait to share it with everyone. Yeah. Awesome, man. I I definitely appreciate you taking some time out to, uh, to join me here and and we'll do it again soon. One of these days, man. All right, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too, man. All right. Later. Bye. All right. That was uh, the one and only Taylor Nichols. I appreciate him coming on the podcast and, and, uh, promoting it. You know, he already sent out a, uh, Instagram story and and some stuff on Facebook about being on the podcast. I appreciate that anytime anybody uh, anybody wants to help us uh, get the word yeah, out. I saw I saw that that was yeah. that was awesome, man. Yeah, showing he's a good love, dude, man. Good dude for sure. You know, I was gonna say I know I promised on the last podcast that we would have an Arrow Fit. Oh yeah, review. Dang. Well, I think that there was just there was an issue with the battery the battery yeah. was so they're sending it's coming me out. from denmark dude yeah they're sending me out a new one it so. may have gotten damaged in shipping yeah something added the battery's acting it up, just so. uh yeah it won't it won't charge but hey customer service was like top notch yeah, with these was, guys man. they they hey uh, they're sending out a, a 200 dollars machine for free yeah i think it's 300 dollars. yeah but. 299 okay yeah for you to try and then it it uh the battery was faulty so they said fuck it we'll send you another one 
Yeah, so we'll have the hopefully we'll have the review up by next uh, next podcast. Is that is that about how long it took to gear? Yeah, it probably will be. You know, I'll, I'll have it early next week, and then I'm gonna do some some breathing. Uh, this guy Sean from Aerofit's gonna work with me on a, a breathing routine, and and we'll we'll report some results. Yeah, we're gonna back get to you piped up, bro. Can't wait. Let's Woo. do it. Let's do it. It's just I feel like this thing is this Aerofit device is such a it could help so many people, especially with spinal cord injuries. So, um, and for people like you, man, just like to ride your bike, you can go. You know, I want. Get, I want this. Get, I want get one, and then I you want can, one of these. Uh, you can get your. Uh, I mean, your I'm just thinking up. about endurance, man. Uh, athletes for sure. Yeah. yeah, and I know you're big on like the youth uh, athletics, and so yeah, we can get get some of the kids, man. We'll have we'll have rider. Yeah, dude. Rider, like, get uh, the edge. Whatever yeah. gives you the edge, man. Get him. He'll be the next uh, next Trevor Lawrence out here. Get us that paycheck. Whew, let's go, man. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah, once again, yeah, this was a long, I know this was a long interview. I hope everybody listened. It's uh, Taylor's a, a definitely an inspiring guy, so appreciate him. Um, yeah, if you can you know, share, rate, review, like, uh, listen to the podcast, we, we appreciate everything. We're, we're just out here. Uh, trying to trying to build the community and find a cure for paralysis so all right jay have fun man talk to you guys next week